Hey, welcome to episode seven of the Journey of Grace podcast. I'm so thankful that uh, you've been joining us, and I hope and pray that in some way it's an encouragement to you, but also a challenge to you at the same time. I feel like sort of what we've been walking through together, it really is sort of a very encouraging and at the same time challenging for us to say, God, would you please take us closer to you and to know your heart and also to know what you want from us at every season of our life. We've said this every, every time in the podcast, uh, a few things. One is, this is not just my journey of grace. This is our journey of grace. And many, many people have told me that it just spoke to them the right time in their own life. And I pray that God would do that again in this seventh episode of A Journey of Grace. We'll see how many times we go. If uh, you want to continue, please let us know. Just go to a podcast at cag.org and you'll let us know whether or not you want to continue. If this is the seventh one. Seventh's a good number. We'll see. But uh, several people said, please continue, Pastor. But I just want to be open and honest and transparent uh, with you as far as our journey of grace personally and then also ours together as well. So if you could share this with as many people as you can. I've heard several folks going through different things in their own life who've been blessed by it, people who are connected with us locally or friends of other friends who have been receiving this too as well. So I hope that's the case. And for you here in the States or anywhere around the world, I pray that God would just meet you in a supernatural way on your journey of grace. So I'm going to give you some updates in my own life here in a minute and then uh, talk about two things. I really want to talk in the seventh episode about divine appointments and a spiritual reboot. Divine appointments and a spiritual reboot. And I just want to start this way, if I can, just talking about some scripture I like so much and you know is one of my favorite verses in the Old Testament. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He'll be with you. He will not fail you. Do not fear or do not be dismayed. That's Deuteronomy 31, verse number 8. And then Isaiah 45 said this, I will go before you and make the rough places smooth. I want you to hold on to that for a second. Some of you are in a rough place. And the Lord says, I'll go before you and make the rough places smooth. I will shatter the doors of bronze and cut through the iron bars. And I think that last part talks about bondage and some kind of like uh, spiritual forces maybe against your life. He says, I'll make the rough places smooth and I'll shatter the doors of bronze and cut through the iron bars. And then finally, remind yourself, if you could, about in the uh, Old Testament, how the Lord would lead people. In Exodus 13, it says he, he gave them a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to lead them where they might travel and how they might proceed. And I'm just praying that for you and for your own life. So again, thank you for your encouragement. I could never thank every one of you enough to pray uh, for us. And someone emailed me the other day and said, Pastor, hey, are you done now? Do we stop praying? And I'm saying, no, you can't stop praying. Uh, thank you for your faithfulness and your prayers. But I'm going to tell you about my journey a little bit. And it really talks about, first of all, if I could, just those sort of the divine appointments, divine appointments. So all you guys know, most of you know, I went through several uh, rounds of chemo, uh, March until like late June, and then uh, had surgery on the 11th of July. And uh, that was just about, from this recording, six weeks today since that surgery, pretty major surgery. And uh, I'm healing up pretty strongly, thank God for that. And then they, they had prescribed, my uh, doctor had prescribed some immunotherapy. Interesting enough, this is really important for you to understand too, chemotherapy kills everything, and it's like someone said, I told you before, it's like Roundup killing everything. 
And immunotherapy is the idea to activate all your immune systems in a new way. And that will be important here in a few minutes when we talk about spiritual reboot, okay? So um, part of that process, I just started yesterday with my immunotherapy. I'll get that once a month uh, for the next several months. And uh, thank God for that. Uh, so far, no side effects. I told someone today I'm as stranger as I ever was before the, uh, the, before the therapy, but no side effects at this point. But we'll talk about that in a second. But part of the process then, and I've been told by several people, is to get some second opinions just to make sure we're on the right track. So we've done everything according to the protocols. We talked about that in a previous episode. But then also, I have all this process, I'm like you, and I always try to get as many people speaking into it who are experts. So I've talked to doctors in New York, doctors in Washington State, doctors uh, in, in Africa, and doctors here, of course, just asking what we should do and how we should do it. And uh, so we thank God for that. So Johns Hopkins, you many of you guys know who are living here in our area, it's just not too far from us in Baltimore, one of the best hospitals in the country, maybe in the world. And um, so I had put online and said, listen, I want a second opinion because my specific area is a very precise area. My diagnosis was not a common diagnosis. And so I wanted to have someone who knew exactly what it is. It's so rare that many people don't deal with it very often. So I just did this. I want you to understand this. Understand this. God doesn't waste anything, not in my life or in your life. So all that we've walked through together, all that you're walking through, is not a waste unless you make it a waste. Nothing's wasted with God unless you sort of stay there and complain about how bad it's been. And all of us could do that. You could do that. I could do that and say, God, this has been like a really difficult season. I told someone the other day, this has been the shortest and the longest year of my life in many, many ways, right? But I think that you and I don't want to waste anything that God's trying to teach us in the midst of the hardship, in the rough places that he's going to make smooth, okay? So I got online, I just said, hey, I need a second opinion about this area at Johns Hopkins. And, uh, and so I had an appointment scheduled for actually later this, this month. And uh, I couldn't, I was, I was going to, uh, I'm traveling this week and I couldn't make that. And so that doctor called back and said, listen, I, I can't make that another time. Can you go with another doctor? And I said, sure. So I moved that appointment up to about eight days ago. And that was just a second opinion. He's an expert on this. And so if you've been to Johns Hopkins, it's a huge hospital, massive hospital. They want you there an hour early. And I'll be really transparent with you about a few things here if we can, all right? Um, in my process with everything, I want God to do everything now, just like you do. But I'm trusting if he doesn't do it right now. So I want God to be glorified in my life. That's my first and foremost thing that I've learned through this whole process. Whatever glorifies the Lord, that's what I want. And that should be our heart, right? In him we live, we move, and we have our being. The whole duty of man is to, to worship him and to glorify God forever, right? So that really should be our heart's desire, not to get easy ways, but Lord God, when the rough places are rough, will you make it smooth so I can see that you're, you're still working in it? So... Uh, with Hopkins then, they have all the stuff you have to send up there and all the paperwork and stuff like that. It took a little while. But set up appointment. They said, listen, your appointment's at 3 o'clock. You need to get there at 2 o'clock uh, just to make sure everything's ready to go. So that's good. You know, drive up to Baltimore and uh, it was fine, no problem. So I get there. I get all the check-in done like in five minutes. So it's like ten, two, five minutes after 2. And uh, they send me up to the fourth floor. And I'm just... I'm just sitting there in the waiting room. 
So I wait, and it's like 3 o'clock, and uh, maybe five minutes till 3. They bring me back into another room, and knew how they do. They have a nurse there, a real kind nurse. We were talking about the things of God a little bit with her, and she was really encouraged by that. But uh, I, I get then in my real room where the doctor's at, and they said, the doctor will be with you shortly. So when they say shortly, it's almost like a pastor saying, and in conclusion, right? I'm almost done. Uh, one more point. So uh, it's now 3.15, and the doctor's not there. It's 3.30, the doctor's not there. It's 3.40, the doctor's not there. And I'm just sitting in this room, and I'm just, okay, Lord, you know, I want so much to, uh, to have your heart and your, your will, but I have to confess to you, like many of us here, I'm not very patient. I'm a very impatient person. I've proven that over the years, and it's something God's working on, on my own life with. Hope you too as well. But... Uh, Anyway, I'm waiting there, and then about quarter to four, uh, the doctor pops in for a second. Hey, he said, listen, I'm running late. Do you have somewhere you have to be? I said, well, I have other things I need to do tonight. He said, well, you're not catching a plane or anything. I said, no. I said, I'm not catching a plane. And uh, he said, will you wait? I said, I'll wait. So then about four o'clock, two, two ladies come in, uh, a student nurse from Brazil and the nurse practitioner, and they said, the doctor sent us just to entertain you until he gets here. So they just sat down there laughing and stuff like that. And we were talking about different things. They said, oh, this doctor's wonderful. He, he really has, he's fantastic. They found out I was a pastor. I talked about our church. I talked about how so many people like you have been praying for us and all these treatments and all these weeks and every day. Some of you guys have been faithful every day to keep praying, and I thank God for that. So they said, that's so cool that you're a pastor. He said, you know, this doctor oftentimes will pray with people too. I said, well, that's cool. So now it's like four o'clock, right? So it's like two hours after I got there, an hour after the appointment. And you know, I'm talking to these, to these ladies, trying to encourage them a little bit and talking about things of God a little bit. And they were really thankful for that. And then uh, about maybe at five after four or so, the doctor comes in. And uh, I'm just going to call his name out because he's really wonderful. He said, his name's Dr. Johnson. He said, don't, tell me, don't call me Dr. Johnson. Just call me Rusty. I said, okay, that's a little odd, but I'll call you Rusty. So he sat down. He said, I'm so sorry I'm late. But while he was late, he was talking to other people in other floors to make sure they were okay who were going through some similar things. And so I appreciated his heart and his, uh, his way. But uh, he made a couple of statements that I want to talk about in this divine appointment. And I'm going to bring some scripture into it in your own life too as well. So long story short, we go through and he speaks about probably 45 minutes with me, which was wonderful. I answered all the questions I had. Let me know I'm on the right track. Everything we've done so far is right. And he wants to see me uh, uh, after I'll have scans. You'll have immunotherapy every month, and I'll have scans every three months just to make sure nothing's coming back. And that's what you need to pray about, that nothing ever comes back, okay? That everything in my body works well, and nothing comes back if you can pray with me about that. So at the very end of the time, I said, hey, doctor, um, I understand that, that you pray with people. He said, yeah, if they ask me to, I said, man, I'm, I'm open, 100%. And he knew I was a pastor and stuff like that. And, of course, I have my wristband, and the wristband says Jesus is worthy. And he said, what's, it with the wrist, what's with, about the wristband? And I said, well, anyway, every October our church prays for those 31 days of October, asking God to just focus in on one thing. And this past year, it's Jesus is worthy. The new one's coming out here in about a month. You'll hear about that too as well. He said, that's really awesome. So he's getting ready to leave, and, and he asked me one last question. He said, he said, by the way, you know, what kind of church do you pastor? And we talked about 
the uniqueness and the prayers of our church, the diversity of our church, and the faithfulness of our people to reach people around the world. And so I'm thankful for that. And he said, uh, what, do you, what kind of church? I said, well, I said, Pentecostal. He said, are you Assembly of God? And uh, I said, yeah. He said, so am I. I said, what? And so he happens to attend a church in Baltimore, a pastor I know well. And I said, why didn't your pastor tell me about you, I said. And I said, he's, he said he's praying for me, but he didn't tell me about you. So he laughed and laughed. But what was so cool then after that, I said, hey, can we pray, Rusty? And so I said, let me pray for you first. Uh, so I was able to pray um, for him and also the two uh, nurse practitioner and the student who is still right there. And there's like eyes open. I don't know if they're followers of Jesus or not. But I prayed a, a pretty powerful prayer. God bless them, draw them close to you. And then uh, Rusty prayed a prayer for me that God would just help me in this journey in a powerful way. So honestly, guys, I want to say this to you. The, the first point is divine appointments are not always on your schedule. Divine appointments don't always happen in your time frame or when you think it's going to take place. So my divine appointment was I'll get there at 2 o'clock, be there at 3, get out of there at 3.45, beat traffic. God says my divine timing is better than yours. And so... This guy, this doctor has been amazing. He's answered texts. He called me on the phone last night to see how I was doing. And he's not my primary doctor. He's just that kind of guy, right? He loves a lover of Jesus. And he was joking back and forth about, hey, can you explain some scripture to me and things like that. So I was just thanking God for that divine appointment. It encouraged me so much because going into a second opinion, and they may say, you're all wrong, you're in trouble, all these kind of things. He said, no, just keep doing what you're doing. And then come and see me every three months. So I thought the divine appointment for me was an encouragement to my own heart. And I came home, I told Dee, I said, and this was just wonderful. I felt like God really met us there. And then also the divine appointment was for me. It was definitely for those other two young women. I was a nurse practitioner, been there like 10 years at Johns Hopkins, and then also a student from Brazil. To see two guys praying together and praying for them in that room in Johns Hopkins was just a moment that I really thank God for. So the divine appointment was for me, no question, but it was also for all the three other people in that room. This is how God does the divine appointments. So let me talk to you about scripture for a second before we talk about a spiritual reboot in your life, okay? The divine appointment, we think about so many of them in scripture, and they, they happen from Moses at the burning bush, right? A divine moment, a divine appointment that God said, turn aside, Moses, from what you're doing. And sometimes a divine appointment takes you and I turning aside from what we're focused in on, even our own troubles, to see God. So hold on to that, okay? Divine appointments are like when, when Jacob has a dream or Joseph has a dream and God speaks something, a revelation, that's a divine appointment. But divine appointment can be not only for believers, but for unbelievers. And this is really important for you to grab hold of because God in his grace is trying to teach me some things. People ask me all the time, Pastor, what have you learned during this process? And I said, I've learned a few things. I've learned about the faithfulness of God. I've learned about the fact that he wants to be closer than ever before. I've, I've thought about the incredible importance of eternity. But I also feel like I'm still in process of learning things. But in Scripture, if you go to the book of Acts chapter 9, there's a guy named Saul who has a divine appointment, not on his schedule, not on his agenda, nothing he had planned. He's going from one place to a place in Damascus, Syria, to persecute Christians, and God stops him in his tracks in a literal sense, knocks him off of his horse, off his donkey, and has his incredible appointment with Saul. So this appointment with Saul changed Saul's life Interesting to me, at that moment he was blind, could not see. He had to go to another person. 
and have another appointment, a divine appointment with a prophet, of a man of God, who would then pray for him to be able to see. So it was not just for Saul's life who became Paul, but for all people who were touched by Paul in the Gentile world, in the Jewish world, in our world of this day. That divine appointment impacted my life and your life. Anytime you read anything that Paul wrote in the New Testament, you had a place because of that divine appointment that God got a hold of Paul, an unbeliever who became an apostle and this incredible man of God. So divine appointments are not just for you, they're for others. And so when you had those divine appointments, could you share them with other people and proclaim what God's doing? So God wants so much to give you divine appointments all the time. And he gives it at high moments. He gives you at moments you're not expecting it. And he gives you at low moments of your life. Just for a second, if you would just focus in on a couple scriptures. This is John chapter 21. This is one of the most beautiful what I would call sort of divine appointments that God wanted to give. But it's also a spiritual reboot. It's a spiritual reboot uh, in many of our lives. So Rusty, the doctor, said to me this. He said, I'm so glad you did the chemo first and they did the surgery. And, and just to give God glory and I want to honor God, you know, I was never sick during chemo. I got tired, but I never got sick every one time. Thank God. Uh, I'm now six weeks today out of surgery. And I'm feeling pretty good. I'm probably 90 plus percent back as far as strength. And later this week, they'll release me from uh, any restrictions about lifting anything, which is great. So the scars are healing up. And they say in a few months, you won't even see the scars. And that's an important thing too as well. Sometimes you walk through stuff and the scars are always there and they're a reminder. But Jesus has a way every month moving those scars in your mind and your life. And I want to have him do that. Just felt like we should stop for a second and just tell someone right now who's walking through some things with the scars. And you're looking at the scars more than you are looking at the healing that God's given you. Can I say this to you? Jesus bore the scars so you don't have to. And I just want you to hold on to that. Jesus bore the scars in his hands, in his feet, in his side. So you don't have to remember the scars of past failures or past moments or past pains. I just felt like, I didn't plan on saying that, but I just felt we should do that right now. So would you receive that? Jesus bore the scars so you don't have to remember the scars, okay? So when Dr. Rusty was talking to me and I said, uh, man, I don't know what, what the chemo did a whole lot. He said, probably the chemo did a lot, killing things outside of the area where that diagnosis was. And he said also, interesting enough, for, for many people, and he said this was so powerful, I thought. He said, for many people, when you have chemotherapy, it's like a spirit, it's like a reboot of your system, a physical reboot of your physical system. He said some, there was some reason that that cell began to develop in your life and your immune system did not kill it. And he said, and in a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people, it's like a, a reboot of your system. Then when you have the chemotherapy, now it starts fighting things off. That's why I'm having immunotherapy too, right? Immunotherapy is to have your immune system like go bonkers on anything that might not be what it needs to be in your body. So I thought right away at that moment, I thought, oh man, that's great. How about a spiritual reboot? We talk about divine appointments and a spiritual reboot. The apostle Peter had both in one occasion in John 21. And if you have time, look at it, read it with me if you could. I want to do a couple things. So you know this story. This is after the resurrection. This is after the resurrection of Jesus. And the disciples have forgotten what Jesus has done already. And it's crazy to me 
that the disciples, Jesus has risen from the dead. He's appeared to them on multiple occasions. And you know what they do? They go back fishing. Seven of the disciples, this is now in chapter 21, the first few verses, seven of the disciples, including Peter, go back fishing. And uh, Peter is the one that sort of leads it. Hey, I'm going fishing, guys. Wait, wait a second. Here's the resurrected Jesus who's already spoken to your life. You should be doing what he wants you to do. Can I just tell you, after you have divine appointments like Peter did at many occasions, and that Peter has here in John 21, and this spiritual reboot, you can't go back to what it used to be. If you do, you waste everything that God has tried to stir in your life. And this is true for, for those who are right now listen to this podcast running or in their car or at home or at work. You say, Pastor, I've gone through this tra- terrible season, and maybe the season for you is not eight months. Maybe it's eight years or 18 years, whatever it might be. But the Lord says, wait a second. Don't go back to what you were like before. Let the newness of God's grace. The Bible says, Lord God, new things every morning, right? So I just want that to happen for your life. And if you're a global worker somewhere and you say, man, I've just been going through the drudgery of stuff. I want to go back fishing. I just feel like God said to you, listen, this is something I've called you to do. Don't do what you want. And so they go fishing. It's crazy to me. Here's Jesus. And uh, he's there. He's already appeared to them. He's he's told them. He's breathed on the Holy Spirit on them. And... Uh, it says they go fishing early in the morning, and this is now verse number four. At Jesus, at, at dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, my brothers, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the other side of the boat and get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in all the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple that Jesus loved said to Peter, it's John, by the way, Peter, it's the Lord. Remember when Jesus called Peter? He said, Peter, come and I'll make you fishers of men. And now Peter goes back to fishing fish. And Jesus said, I didn't call you for this. I didn't call you. And again, some of you are, are in some really difficult situations. I have a lady we love dearly in our church, and she's been... Uh, confined in a bed for many, many years. But she's a wonderful saint of God, always encouraged me, has reached out to me multiple times via text just to encourage me. But Jesus didn't call us just to to sort of stay in what we used to be. God has called us for something more. And so Peter, being impulsive like he is, he jumps in, he swims to the shore, and he sees Jesus. Well, Peter said, this is great, Pete. This is great, Jesus. You're you're here, and Peter is asked by Jesus, bring me some fish, and Jesus actually cooks some fish for these seven guys who have gone backwards in their walk with God. They brought them so much. They've seen him die on the cross. They've seen him. They've touched him. They've eaten with him. They've talked to him, and now they've gone backwards. Can I say this? Don't go backwards, and I pray for my own prayer life. God, don't let me go backwards and lose anything that you've gained in this process to this point. Now, there's more to come, and I know that I'm not um, finished with what God wants me to do. And so that's why I ask you, don't stop praying. I'm praying that nothing ever returns. But I'm also praying that I won't return to my thoughts or process before all this took place because God has brought me to a new place with him. So long story short, Peter now has this divine appointment. It is about the other six disciples, but it's really about Peter. 
Remember, Peter had just a few days before denied Jesus three times. And you know the story. If you don't know the story, it's pretty powerful. And Jesus uh, begins to talk to Peter. And this is now verse number 12. Come and have breakfast, he says. And so they did. And then after breakfast, Jesus asks Peter, Simon Peter, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus asks again, then feed my lambs. Simon Peter, son of, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep. A, ta- a third time he says, Simon Peter, do you love me? And Peter was hurt. He was hurt by Jesus that Jesus would ask that question. Jesus, I love you so much. I love you. I've left my whole family for you, God. And then Jesus said, then take care of my sheep. Feed my sheep. This divine appointment comes also with a spiritual reboot for Peter. The same way I talked about how the chemo many times in many people's bodies will reboot the entire system, I feel like God wanted me to say to a lot of people who are listening that you may need a spiritual reboot. And maybe God wants to have breakfast with you and speak to you. Maybe he wants to have that private time of devotion. Maybe he wants to have you meet you on the road to Damascus. Maybe he wants to have you have your own burning bush and give you a spiritual reboot to say, I didn't call you to fish for fish. I called you to feed my sheep. I called you to live for me. And notice the question that Jesus asked three times. Not, will Peter, do you like me? No. He says, do you love me? Do you love me? This past week, we talked about a quote from Tim Keller and said, Tim Keller says, you can't like Jesus. You either kill him or crown him because of his claims. You either kill him or crown him. You can't like Jesus. And that's what Jesus is asking Peter here. Do you like me? No, he didn't ask him that. He said, no, do you love me? So this divine appointment in Peter's life also is a spiritual reboot for Peter. So you think about that. Three times he was denied. Jesus was denied by Peter. Three times Jesus asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you think there's a correlation? Of course there is. God doesn't waste anything. Even our pain, even our difficult moments, even our journey that doesn't always understand the why. I talked about that in a previous podcast. Can I just encourage you? Don't ask the why question. Ask the who question. So whatever you've gone through, whatever you're going through now, don't miss what God's trying to speak to your life. And that process of really having a divine appointment with God, sometimes expected in your own personal time with God, but also a spiritual reboot. In Peter's case, it was a one-on-one with Jesus. And I believe that that's what he wants to do in your own life too, give you a one-on-one in your own time with the Word, in prayer, seeking his face, and give you a one-on-one spiritual reboot to say, God, somehow my system spiritually has not been what it needs to be. We say here at the church all the time, everything is spiritual. And I believe that the fact that you're listening to this is a spiritual step today. Somehow you want to not only find out about sort of my journey, but to say, God, what it what is in our own journey? So that spiritual reboot, I believe that someone right now is like saying, that's what I need. I need a spiritual reboot in my life because I've allowed my spiritual system to somehow be decayed or eroded because my spirit man has not been strong enough to fight off or to ward off thoughts and feelings and uh, reminders of past things. Can I say this to you? The Bible says when Jesus comes into a life, 
that he makes all things new. The, uh, last week, I have uh, a computer here at the office, and we have a wonderful uh, person who takes care of our computers named Daryl. And uh, I said, Daryl, listen, this computer's not backing up. What's the problem? And uh, I said, like, 60 days hasn't backed up. You know, I plug it in, don't do that. I'm not much of a tech guy, right? He said, listen, Pastor, all you have to do is turn the thing off and let it reboot. And I felt like for a second, God said, maybe spiritually, you and I need to have just this moment, just not long, just a second to say, God, forgive me. Peter is asked three times. I wonder if Jesus is asking me or you, listen, Will you do what I've asked you to do? Will you come close to me in the midst of the journey of grace, not just after everything is over? And uh, I just felt like strongly today to say that to you. So, of course, the spiritual reboot and this divine appointment with Peter was pretty incredible because the next time you see Peter, the very next time you see Peter, is in the book of Acts. And uh, the book of Acts, Peter gives the first message of the New Testament church. He's the first person to preach in the New Testament church that is established on the day of Pentecost. So do you think that spiritual reboot was was worthwhile? Absolutely. So Pentecost was 50 days after Passover. So you think about that. Jesus had appeared to his disciples all this time. This John 21 takes place sometime after the resurrection, before he ascends. And so 50 days after this worst moment of his denying Jesus. Now, Jesus chooses him because he has a spiritual divine appointment and a spiritual reboot to broadcast the truth that this is for everybody, that God's love and his grace and all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved, right? Pretty incredible. So I I just felt encouraging to you, and I wanted to encourage you and challenge you to say, God, would you please, and maybe sometimes when you're done with this podcast, you just pause and say, God, I need a divine appointment with you. I need to have you tell me exactly where I veered off path. I'm not supposed to catch fish. I'm supposed to meet and minister to people. I'm not supposed to wallow in my scars. You bore my scars. I'm not supposed to, Lord God, look backwards. I'm supposed to look to you, the author and the finisher of my faith and my journey of grace. Charles Stanley said this, Almost done, thanks. It's like uh, that doctor said, oh, I'll be with you soon, okay, almost done. He said this, the circumstances and events that we see as setbacks are oftentimes the very things that launch us into periods of intense spiritual growth. I'm gonna say that again. The circumstances and events that we see as setbacks are oftentimes the very things that launch us into periods of intense spiritual growth. That's Charles Stanley. And that's what I've been praying for in my own life. God, don't let me waste this. I pray for intense spiritual growth. I hear his voice better. I want to hear his voice. I don't want to go back to fishing fish. I want to do what God wants me to do. So I think for your own life, and some of you are hurting. I know some of you are in hospitals. Some of you in in broken relationships. Some of you are broken people. All of us are broken people. That's why God says, I'll bring healing to you. Paul was a broken man on the way to the Damascus. He thought he was whole, but he was broken and God had to heal him. Peter was broken, God had to heal him. Moses was broken on multiple occasions, God had to heal him. The women uh, in the New Testament, Old Testament were broken, God had to heal them. Well, God wants to heal you too, by divine appointments and by a spiritual reboot. 
And I just feel like God in his grace wants you to let him speak to you about that today. So wherever you are after the podcast is finished, would you just pause for a moment and just pray a simple prayer? I'm here, Lord, and I'm ready for your divine appointment in my own life. And I'm ready for that spiritual reboot that only you can do. Thanks for joining us on this journey of grace. I want to pray for you if I could for a moment. Lord, I ask now in Jesus' name that your spirit would minister to all friends and family members, people I don't even know, people who will see this in the days to come, weeks to come, years to come. But I pray, Lord, wherever they are, let them know you're not ever far from them and they are never out of your sight or out of your plan. Whatever they're going through, I pray, God, give them grace in the journey because it is a journey of grace strengthen the journey. But I pray, God, don't let them waste what you're trying to teach them in this process. Not always easy, but you've promised to make the rough places smooth. I pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name, the power of God and the power of grace to bring healing to bodies. I call out several people in my own heart right now who I'm praying for to be healed. I pray, Lord God, for wholeness in my body, complete wholeness and healing. But I also pray for every person, Lord God, emotionally and physically to be healed in the powerful name of Jesus who does come alongside and give us that divine appointment and who does say, I want to give you a spiritual reboot. I want you to be activated in a new way like you never have before. I pray this, your blessing on every person in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for joining us, guys, and thanks for praying for us. Don't stop. I really encourage you, don't stop praying for me. I believe that God's going to do some great things and finish what he wants to do, not only physically in my life, but spiritually too as well. Please share this with as many people as you can. I hope it's an encouragement to you. If it is, let us know at podcast at cag.org, and we will uh, continue to do it. If it's not that good for you, we won't do it anymore, but hopefully you'll, you'll like it and hope it's an encouragement to you. Just text me or email and let me know, okay? Hey, we love you guys. God bless you so very, very much, and thank you for being with us on this incredible journey of grace. God bless. Thank you.